0: to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of this grit and grace life podcast, coming to you from a sought after vacation spot in Southwest Florida, right? Oh, we are. We are I, I know. Forget we that. live where people vacation. It's pretty I'm cool. Julie Graham and I'll just go ahead and start this right off saying I am an admitted overpacker. Oh yes, I know that you know this about I me. Do you've know this you've about seen you. me pack to come yes. to your house for three days with seven outfits uh, at least. Mm-hmm. I just came back from Colorado and I was packing for myself and my four-year-old, so I feel like that right there just needs to—I need some extra grace. <laughs> so I had one suitcase for five nights, two people, and my bag was fifty-seven pounds. Oops. It's a lot of stuff and that's a little bit more than they allow, isn't it? Uh, it's that a right? little bit more. So yeah. there was an awkward moment of the bag checker person was just he kept saying, Just lose a pair of jeans. Just lose a pair of jeans, that I kept looking at him like, you don't understand, I have four pairs of jeans, but they're all different colors, and they all go with associated outfits. So that to you sounds like the obvious solution, but stop suggesting it, it's not the answer.
1: Well, and besides, do, do jeans really cost, do they weigh something? Apparently they're pounds? two pounds-ish, okay, whatever. whatever.
0: There was a, a, a nice young couple who was, you know, witnessing this mayhem and offered to take things from my bag into their backpack, so we then had to meet on the other... <laughs> (laughs) side, And this poor stranger who had Legos in his backpack now because of my son and a pair of my jeans. And then I moved several things to my backpack because I was basically a pack mule.
1: Uh, It's a good
0: workout. Yeah. But what a nice person. On the way home, though. I didn't have this couple to rely on, so I
1: repacked my bags. <laughs> you didn't check. They lived they in were... Denver, so they okay. weren't going to be
0: traveling back. Um, so I repacked it, and my bag was forty nine pounds, and I basically fist bumped myself after they put it on the scale.
1: Yeah, but Julie, you know, you repacked it, but what'd you do? Put the other eight pounds in my backpack and then I had my
0: son's backpack over my backpack and I had my purse and I had to carry my 40 pound toddler so whatever I may have gained five pounds on my body but I moved eight pounds around and I'm counting that as a workout that's a workout anyway that I'm Julie Graham who are you
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charlie Brock and I learned not to overpack uh, I did I had to I traveled a lot I did. traveled a whole lot Um, worst thing in the world is being, having too much weight. And then when you're on the road, when we were on the road, the way we were, you wouldn't go to just one city and land. You would have to go to a hotel, check out of a hotel, go to another city, check out of another hotel, check into another. So you drug your luggage around. So you don't want to do that. So you needed small luggage. I needed small luggage. Minimal stuff. Yeah. I needed small luggage. So that's what I did.
0: Is there anywhere um, in the continental U.S. you haven't been yet? I imagine you've been everywhere.
1: Um... Continental U.S. Define that. That's not Alaska mm. and Hawaii, right? I've been to Hawaii. I haven't been to Alaska. Sometimes so I say things that I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, I'm looking uh, at you Pretend it. I just said U.S. <laughs> Is there anywhere in the U.S. you haven't been? <laughs> uh, yes. I have not been in Alaska. Really? No, I haven't. My husband has, but I haven't been there. Wait, he went without you or well, before he, you? Well, he took his father. It was a special oh, trip, fresh. a cruise to Alaska. Okay. So, yeah, of okay. course, you needed to do that? Yes. Of course. I okay. haven't been to Alaska. Um, Maine. Haven't been to Maine. That is interesting. But that's... I think that's all. Well, yeah. you go, girl. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, in this episode, we are going to um, really just kind of unpack... See what I did there? Oh, See what I that's did there? Good. Um, some <laughs> vacation ideas because likely or hopefully, fingers crossed, you'll be taking at least some form, even if it's a staycation, of a little break over the coming months as we move into summer. So we wanted to talk about some vacation spots that you've maybe never considered because some of these are just downright wacky. Yes. And then, you know, we'll just discuss some little tips and hacks and must-see vacation spots that you could consider for
1: your getaway this summer. Okay, because I have traveled so much and have seen a lot of the main attractions, the zoos, the theme parks, the monuments. I am fascinated by the weird stuff. You are, in general, fascinated by the weird <laughs> stuff. I, I don't think that really is specific to vacations. But okay, good point, good point, good point. <laughs> but because of that, we did a little research together on some of the weird things that you could see as you're traveling in the United States of America. Uh, and they were, uh, I mean, impressively odd.
0: All right. So let's just jump right into some of the weird vacation spots that are available to, for you to consider this summer as you look for places to spend quality time with your people. Okay. Okay.
1: There's a lady named Layla. Your friend and mine, Layla, has a hair museum. A hair museum? In Independence, Missouri. So if you're going around Independence, <laughs> you need to stop in at Layla's place. All right. Hair museum. Everything in the place is made with human hair, which is kind gross. of creepy, isn't it? That's kind gross, of, actually. Yeah, it. but it isn't. But it is, but it isn't. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, got to see it, I guess. The Victorian era, people made jewelry out of human hair. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So that's where she got this idea. She wasn't just like, let me see what I can make out of hair. Like yeah. it was a, a historical thing. And then she just decided to yeah. to pull it all together in a nice little bun. I, I can't help myself with the bad <laughs> puns. I just can't help myself. She's no. got over 2,000 pieces of jewelry and wreaths made from human hair, including hair from Michael Jackson and Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Worth going. Don't you think? So for right there, you might go just to see their hair. Yeah. So Layla's Hair Museum in Missouri, number one on weird vacation spots to check out. Yes. This one, the next one, Mr. Barney Smith's Toilet Seat Art Museum, my (laughs) child would be in heaven. He would. Because he'd be allowed to talk about potty because he's only allowed to use potty words in the bathroom. And, of course, he would just assume this
1: is a giant bathroom. But tell us what this is, Dar. All right. Apparently, Barney... Our friend Barty um, was a plumber, a master plumber, which I, I gotta I respect. Is that a those level guys. up? I that mean, is there a plumber or a master is, plumber? Yeah, if you have a really serious plumbing problem, you want a master plumber. You want to. You're a not guy. joking. This is a real thing. It really <laughs> is, Julie. I'm not joking. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but that's what Barty was. So he took toilet seats and engraved and put pictures on them, hung them from the ceiling, and you can even get your own toilet seat if you take it. I'd get a really unusual one and take it. Nothing like carrying your toilet seat on vacation. Um, but I could fit it, that in my suitcase, no problem. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's probably only four pounds. It probably is. So go in Barty's and he might just engrave your family's name on the toilet seat. I mean, I'm serious.
0: If you have a bunch of boys in your family, I bet they would legitimately enjoy checking out the toilet seat art museum in okay. San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio. Yep. All right. This next one, I um, I actually convinced you to put it on the list. You, you had did. skipped over it. You didn't. You didn't see the attraction in this, but no. the Farnham Col- Colossi. Is that how we decided to say it? We did. We the Farnham decide. Colossi, um, is a land of giants. So this is a collection, um, created by Mr. and Mrs. Farnham, a couple who collected over. Size statues. Now this caught my eye because my son and I were just um, outside of Denver visiting friends of mine and they have a small attraction called tiny town, which is geared toward kids and they have little tiny, small buildings. And Lincoln loved getting to walk into a little jail and everything was small and, you know, being a normal sized adult. It was cute watching him enjoy mm-hmm. the little places, mm-hmm. the little buildings. But this idea of being among an exhibit of giant oversized statues, I think it would be cool to be
1: the little person in the midst of these things. Oh, no. I know why you like it. Tell me. Photo op, photo op. Here's <laughs> another photo op. <laughs> yes. I
0: mean, I am a sucker for photo ops. I mean, I don't need anyone around to have a photo photo op. Um, but just even the little picture that they showed yeah. on their website Crazy different kinds of statues, and I mean, it also goes a little bit nostalgic for me. Do you remember the movie Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? I do. I mean, right? It's kind of like an an experience like that. So I think seeing the giant muffler man or a giant Santa Claus at Farm Colossi would be pretty fun. Unger, West Virginia. If you're going to West Virginia, go to Unger. There you go. Mm -hmm. All right. This next one is in Vegas. Which P.S. Have you been to Vegas a few times? I have. I've actually been once, too. Have you? Are you impressed? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, So in Vegas, we know Vegas is known for its bright neon lights, right? Well, there is actually a neon museum that showcases some of those iconic Las Vegas signs. I think that would be cool. I think it would be cool. Yeah. It's like if you're going to Vegas, there's plenty of stuff you don't really want to see, right. but it's good to know there are some things that actually would be a good, maybe, uh, <laughs> you know, more kosher, more um, PC way to yeah. take in the sights of
1: Vegas. So Go I see actually the thought neon. that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like that one. All, All right. right. Okay. The next one, UFO Watchtower. Yeah, I think well, it's real quick though. Do you believe in UFOs? Um. I believe there are unidentified flying objects. So, yes. (laughs) But they may be bugs I don't recognize. Okay. The other day I spent at least four minutes watching
0: a light in the sky because I was trying to figure out if it was a plane. I didn't understand why it wasn't moving. And then I discovered later that it was Venus. Did you realize that Venus is kind of like a star and is very flashy in the sky? <laughs> I was trying to meditate. Somebody <laughs> told me I should do that or whatever. And, yeah, I,
1: yeah, I think and I remember that you spent said you a were long supposed time to sit quiet for sitting, a while. Sitting, doing
0: nothing. It was horrible. Anyway, for a second, I thought maybe it was a UFO. Nope, it was just Venus. So you can go to Hooper, Colorado to the UFO Watchtower, basically a campground to take in what you will hope to be. Lots of UFOs. Yeah, that one, it looks fascinating. I'd probably drive by it, though. Yeah, you're not going to pull off and see that one? No, I don't think so. But, I mean, they do offer UFO-themed weddings if anyone is in the market.
1: No, that's kind of interesting. You know there's at least a dozen people who are thinking
0: about that for their wedding theme. Would
1: you not attend a UFO wedding? Absolutely. I mean, that would be very interesting. Yep, sure would. All right, speaking of interesting,
0: this... Next one. This is the Winchester Mystery House. Now, this is in San Jose, California. So if you're headed out to California, you might want to check out the Mystery House. Now, Sarah Winchester's story is kind of interesting. Tell them the backstory a little bit about why she started this.
1: Yeah, apparently, and this is kind of sad, but her husband and her children died. She was left alone, and they were in the process of building a farmhouse. Mm their own home. So Sarah, for the next 38 years, kept building this farmhouse, but she didn't do it normally. She did it a little bit at a time, little oddity at a time, stairwells that went nowhere, doors that opened to no rooms. Like a stairwell into a wall, right? Like exactly. a door that didn't open to anything. No, it opened to a wall so and weird. hallways and odd rooms. And just, I just think it's fascinating. I think it'd be great to go walk through every doorway you couldn't walk through. I mean, I guess you couldn't walk through it, so you'd at least open <laughs> it and see stop. It. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that feels like that would be a fun thing to check out if you're on a group trip with, with several friends. That could be something. It said there's lots of secret passageways and um, guided tours. So yep. if you're into kind of you know oddities, spooky kind of things, this might be one you want to add to your list of must-see vacation spots. Yep. Okay, I like this one. I love to go to
1: art museums. I'm I going know to you are—you are an art connoisseur. Aren't I you? love art. I absolutely love art and go love to go to art museums. But I've never done this one—the Museum of Bad Art. Okay, mm. I actually could get behind this because I'm not an art connoisseur, and I would feel kind
0: of stupid in a real museum. But I could maybe get behind the Museum of Bad Art, showcasing art of questionable value.
1: Now I wonder who decided that.
0: Probably somebody who actually knows real art. I hope so. They probably look at it like, no, this is bad art. It goes to the bad art museum <laughs> yeah. where people like Julie Graham would actually go. <laughs> so yeah, they have a collection of around 600 pieces and they, they showcase 50 to 70 of them at a time. There's an example. They have, um, a picture of Kennedy eating ice cream. And it does, it just looks really odd. Well, He's, and they also feature a cat daydreaming about a dog. This okay. sounds like horrible art.
1: It does. It So sounds, if yeah. you're
0: either really into art or you're not into art. You might want to check out the Museum of Bad Art. In the state of Massachusetts. Good old Massachusetts. Yep. All right. This is the last one on our quirky list, and it's because what vacation doesn't include ice cream? Like, I don't want to go on vacation that doesn't have ice cream. Yeah. Even if it doesn't, it shouldn't. Absolutely. So, Ben & Jerry's offers their Flavor Graveyard, and this is, of course, um, in their headquarters. It's in Waterbury? Waterbury? Waterbury. It's in Waterbury, Vermont, <laughs> and what they do is when they when they're retiring a flavor They put it into this graveyard of sorts, and you can go see all of the flavors over the years that have been retired. But you pointed out the reason you really want to go. The best
1: reason you go there. Okay, stroll the the graveyard, but then take a, I don't know if it's a right or a left, but wherever it is, into their factory (laughs) where they are making the ice cream where you can get a tour and samples and have your own tasting moment. Seriously, this, I mean,
0: this is going on my list of places I need to go. Yeah. So Ben and Jerry's Graveyard. All right, so those are some quirky places you might want to check out. But, I mean, let's let's get a little more serious. Are you planning a vacation this year at all? I know you got yourself working so dang hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, we should be because it's a major anniversary for us, and we keep talking about it, but we keep bumping it to— Who's doing the bumping? Let's be real here. I'm doing the—you bu- know, I know, <laughs> I know in most marriages it's the husband that does the bumping, but in mine it's kind of a reversal of roles. Um, so my husband keeps trying to plan something and I go, well, that's a bad time or that's a bad <laughs> time. And that's a bad, so, so far this year's vacation may end up next February in Hawaii, but you know, Hawaii, yeah, nice, might. nice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You,
0: we were chatting actually, um, about a couple ideas he had for different trips, but it, so it sounds like you're going toward Hawaii now. Today's version. Today's version of the bumped vacation that may or may not ever happens is Hawaii. Well, um, so I mentioned, I just came back from Colorado, which was super fun. Um, and I will totally be returning without my child to get to see a little (laughs) bit more of it. Um, you know, changing time zones with little ones is not fun. Do you have any, any
1: travel tips for that? Oh, I've never been good with time zones, Julie. I'm sorry. You, you just, just suck it up. force yourself. You force it. You know, I, when you I went overseas, it. it was just horrible. You just force yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: We were trying to just get a, an idea of what are some serious, great vacations to consider. Um, and I know I've heard people say a lot that Africa is a must, is like a bucket list destination
1: for them. Would you, would you agree? Does yeah, but I'm, I'm laughing at us because we go from, hey, visit the Hair Museum in Missouri to go to Africa. <laughs> I mean, we're acting <laughs> because- like the world is our oyster and <laughs> yeah. where do
0: we want to go? This is one of those dream big people episodes. It like, is, it You may or may is. not ever make it to the Hair Museum,
1: but by golly, you can hope. You can hope. Yeah, you can hope. But in Africa, we found a place that looked awesome. It's called Giraffe Manor.
0: So this is actually in a suburb of Nairobi, Kenya. And this is a lodge that actually has some of the most endangered Rothschild giraffes in Kenya. And so they have it set up where you can actually feed the giraffes literally from your bedroom window. Awesome. Have you ever fed a giraffe? I mean, yeah, at the Naples Zoo. Yeah,
1: but still they lick your whole arm when they eat. But Okay. But I mean, can you imagine laying awesome. in your bed, feeding
0: a giraffe? It'd I mean, awesome. come on. If you want to do that, it can be done at the Giraffe Manor in Kenya. Have you been to Africa? No, I haven't. I haven't been there. So I've actually been twice. So I set myself up for this, obviously. Oh,
1: you certainly did. So Julie, <laughs> where did you go in Africa?
0: I actually did go to Nairobi. So that's why it's like, I don't remember seeing um, or hearing about this, but I actually, I went to Kenya... Nairobi, um, twice I went in 2008 and then again in 2011, um, on missions trips, I was a part of opening a, um, orphanage and then going back to check on the, um, you know, the status of the orphanage. Totally um, cool. and I will just say, if you're going to go to Africa, you definitely have to make sure you, um, do work in some form of safari. So that first trip we went on, we were scheduled to do, um, an overnight safari. Uh-huh. Um, you know, on a nice, all-inclusive type place. Um, and we, we were, I was gone for, I think, six or seven days. And so one of the nights was supposed to be on this overnight safari. But we were so behind in the orphanage that none of us felt... Comfortable with the idea of leaving to go on safari when really we came to open this orphanage. Um, But our trip coordinator insisted that we at least go check the place out where we were supposed to spend the night. So we went and had lunch and did, you know, a two hour van tour or whatever. Um, And we saw several large animals. But I will say, when we went back in 2011, those of us who went back, I think it was everyone's second trip. So we didn't feel as much of a need to do the big safari, but we did want to at least go check out some animals. Mm -hmm. So we did the $25. Um, like national park tour one day. We got there right as day was breaking, and we watched from 20 feet away a lion literally devour a zebra. Oh. It sounds disgusting, but it was it the is, most amazing thing we'd ever seen. That's wild. And the fact that, you know, instead of $300, we had paid to go for the two-hour <laughs> tour that we saw a few giraffe, I think, Um, we literally watched this amazing experience for $25. So So, add
1: Nairobi Kenya to your list. Absolutely. All right. Another one. Again, let's not think small. (laughs) How about the igloo village in Finland? Ooh, tell me about that. That sounds chilly. Well, yes, absolutely. These igloos are are all glass domes that you get to see the night sky in Finland. Now, it's obviously cold because they're in the middle of snow, everything. I probably would not leave my dome the entire time I was there. (laughs) I'd be dome bound. Um, But what an experience to go and look at the night sky. That From would that be amazing. Yep,
0: that definitely goes in the not thinking small category as well. Um, while we're not thinking small, why wouldn't you
1: want to rent um, an island in Fiji? I have no idea why you would want to rent. I mean, that. well, maybe because of the cost, but other than that, if it was if money was no object, I'd be doing an island in Fiji and then a stopover at a castle in what Scotland. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, wherever there are castles. I love the idea of renting a castle. Have you done much, um, traveling abroad? I feel some, like you probably yeah, have. Some European and a little bit other, yeah. I've literally I think I've only been I've just been to Kenya. So yeah, yeah. I do want to see more, like you're saying, a castle kind of thing. That would be amazing. Totally cool. For totally. Sure. Cool. What's the last, you know, maybe realistic, not realistic vacation idea you want to suggest to our
1: friends okay i think well this one's at least in the continental united states and yes it's in the continental part of it okay <laughs> just so you know um it is in key largo florida for us that's, not, that's a, not bad that's not bad at all we just go you know cross alligator alley for and lots we and get, lots of hours yeah which yes and but go to key largo but there is a jules verne underwater hotel okay okay real quick just so you know when
0: I skimmed these notes, I read underwear hotel. So I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating that this is actually an underwater hotel and not an underwear hotel. I wondered why it wasn't at the top of the conversation. Alrighty. So tell me more about this (laughs) underwater hotel. That makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, it kind of does. No,
1: (laughs) which is why Julie threw it to me. What's your last one here, Dar? I'm not going to talk about an underwear hotel. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up, people. Now, Julie, you know Jules Verne, don't you? 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? I know you've heard of that. Is that a director? No. <laughs> okay, It's a, there's a. Excellent. We are falling apart here. <laughs> um, all right, no, it's a book, and they actually made it into a movie. Okay, I've, right. I remember this. 20,000 Leagues. Submarine Under the Water discovers a city. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. So this is a hotel that is literally under the water. Oh, wow. Right In the Atlantic Ocean. And it has windows and roofs that are glass. So you're un- You're literally under a whole lot of water watching fish float all around that you. That would actually be pretty cool and a little bit scary. It, both. If you think too much about it, you'd probably go into a panic attack. But if you don't, you know, you say you count sheep to go to sleep. Well, count fish. There's one, dude. It'd be awesome. That actually
0: would be really cool.
1: Yep. Great
0: idea, Dar. And way better than an underwear (laughs) hotel. (laughs) Okay, so all joking aside, what kind of vacation do you like, Dar? Like, what to you is something you like to do
1: to unplug and recharge? Oh, I like... Because we live so near the beach, I like going to the mountains. I love the mountains. Um, And I love different things. I, I like theme parks. My husband doesn't. So... We don't usually go to him. He doesn't fit in the rides. In fact, it makes him puke. So that's oh, not a fit that day. That doesn't sound lovely at all. No, it's not. So, you know, we'll see monuments or, you know, we, we've gone to Bryce Canyon and Zion Canyon and places like that that are mm-hmm. awesome, except four days into Red Rocks. I kind of go, "Yep, yeah, seen still that rock? Red. Seen <laughs> another rock? Yep. Looks like another rock to me. <laughs> and does he still love it? Like oh, he could keep going? look at that rock. Yeah. Okay. Honey.
0: Boys are funny. Yeah, they are. I How about you? What do you like? Paul love? and I went to Yellowstone once and I was good after one day and he kept wanting to look at them all. And I'm like, it's all that same. <laughs> uh, you know, for me, if I'm being completely honest, vacation to me is trying to sleep in, which now that I'm a mother is just laughable. Uh uh-huh. Um, eating as much ice cream as possible.
1: Okay, I can because see that. Because vacation.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and I I do like a, a nice hotel with a pretty pool. That's my dream vacation. <laughs> is so, to be at a hotel that has a good restaurant with a comfy bed and, and a pretty ben and Jerry's pool next door with then, nightly ice cream.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm a
0: simple gal, what can I say? Yeah. I, I do want to go on a cruise. I've not been on a cruise yet. So that's one of my, you know, you You goals. would love a cruise. Because don't they have ice cream?
1: <laughs> they they have everything. And pools. See? And pools. Yeah, you would love it. And they do everything. So yeah, <laughs> it'd be great. I mean, simple. So if you're doing a normal vacation this summer, <laughs> not going to Africa or maybe not going or to... Fiji the, Or Fiji. <laughs> if you're doing what most of us do in the summer, going on a vacation to the beach or the mountains or to a theme park... We wanted to at least give you a few practical things before we leave, and give you a few um, packing and travel tips.
0: All right, tell us, Dar, because you literally are the queen of the queen of travel. I mean, you helped me as I was preparing to overpack my bag this last time. So um, I think we talked a little bit on the episode for The Working Woman, your idea of literally having a bag of makeup pre-packed if oh, you yes. travel a lot, so you're not even doing the,
1: let me pull it off of my counter and put it on my bag. Yeah, That is genius. Yeah. So, and then think in advance, um, get a box, stick it in a corner somewhere because you will be walking through a room knowing vacations a couple of weeks away and go, oh, I need sunscreen. Oh, I need bug spray. Oh, I need whatever the, oh, I need is and Mm -hmm. just throw it in the box. So you're already packing and it's not even a conscious effort. I like that. Yeah.
0: I I do a form of that as I have a note on my phone that's just labeled packing and whatever note app you use, whether you use Evernote or the actual notes feature on your phone. Um, and I just, if I'm thinking of something, you know, in the middle of the grocery store, when I can't actively put it in the box, I can at least pull my phone out and add it to my packing list. Or I'll think of, this is me, I'll think of an outfit. I know I want to make sure I pack (laughs) and I, God forbid, I would forget it later when it was time to pack. So I will write down on this note, you know, this shirt with these jeans for that event that we'll be doing. So, and that's smart. That's thinking ahead. Thinking ahead—that's the key Thanks. to traveling
1: and packing. Cross pack, mix up family clothes in different bags. Yeah. Yes, there's nothing worse. We've—I've had it happen more than once when I traveled with my family and my girls were little. Is we get there and two suitcases arrive, the third doesn't. Mm. Well, the third happens to have one particular family member's entire wardrobe, mm-hmm. so there's nothing for them to wear for three days <laughs> till the airlines finds it. So. Oops. Yeah, it happens. So cross-pack, put a little bit of everybody's clothes in all three bags.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it makes so much sense as you're saying it, but that's exactly the opposite of how you would naturally pack. You'll be in your room packing your stuff, and your kid's stuff goes in their suitcase, but really being smart to make sure you at least have a bonus
1: outfit for each person in somebody else's bag. Okay, and let me give you tip two to that is I love packing cubes. Do you know what those are, Julie? No. They're basically fabric cubes that zip. Okay, huh. so you buy them in different colors. Every member of the family has a color of packing cube. So if you're mixing the clothes in different bags... You may have an orange cube that goes to one person, a yellow cube that goes to another person. So you're not mixing your clothes together. You're just putting them in the same bag. Where do you get these cubes? Is this like a Bed Bath & Beyond or an Amazon thing? All of the above. All right. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes because
0: it sounds like something that will help me. I mean, some of us are just suckers for organizational hacks and we want to just look at the cubes just for fun, whether we need them or not. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Checking the weather, you wrote. I mean, Yes. I told you two weeks ago, as I was preparing for my trip, I was so bummed that the first glance at the weather for Colorado was going to be just as hot there as it was here. And I was literally disappointed. Sure. Well, I checked it every three days and the temperature kept coming down. But what if you forgot to check? You can be packed
1: for the wrong weather. Yeah, you do. And it doesn't matter where you're going, the weather will shift. So you've got to at least least have some information before you go. Absolutely. All right, Earplugs. Okay, earplugs, not even for the family, for you. <laughs> <laughs> ah, or so headphones. you don't have to feel, hear the family? Is exactly, this there's part of that. <laughs> no, you know, there's times where you'll be on a plane or maybe in the family car, and it's not just earplugs, use your headset or something where, okay, the kids are in the back seat just kind of bickering a little bit. You know what? Have a bicker. Stick your earplugs or your headsets in and give yourself a 20-minute break. Great idea. Yeah.
0: Everyone in the family needs their own set of headphones. Yep. I don't care if you're plugged them into anything. Just wear your headphones.
1: Listen to your own thoughts. There you go. That's (laughs) it. That's it. All right. What's a collapsible day pack? Oh, that's like a backpack or some kind of... Fanny pack? No. Just kidding. Those are coming back though. (laughs) Those are coming back. They're coming back. It's embarrassing. Yeah. it just, uh, don't get me started. Um, No, like a collapsible backpack kind of thing if you you may carry a backpack but you you might find you need an extra bag All right. Oh, so is it one of those like little scrunchy ones that Uh are like basically Uh like little... That weigh virtually nothing. They're made of nylon. You get them for free at conferences. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly it. Just make sure you throw one in, whether it is souvenirs that you bought, whether it's I need one for the day, but I don't want to carry my heavy backpack. You know, just it's a great extra to throw and it doesn't weigh anything and it's no big deal. That's a great point.
0: Good idea. Yeah. All right. You mentioned to me, as we were again, talking about how I will be bored out of my mind in Wyoming, just kidding. It's going to be so fun. Um, but travel games, do you have any ones that you relied on as you were with your girls or, you know, work
1: well to entertain on the road? Oh, I made them do old school. And even back then when we would do, you know, the electronics of their version. Game um, Boy. Game Boy, yeah. Game Boy, yeah. Yep. That's the truth, isn't yep. it? Yeah. Um, I made them do some old school stuff. If we were on the road, we I got the printables that I could print. Actually printed, not on actually, the iPad. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And print them and make them find signs on the road or make them find license plates or make them, you know, where we... I did a lot of the old school family activity stuff while we were traveling.
0: We actually have an article or two on the website that are um, t- tips specifically for traveling with kids. So I'll make sure we link to that because I remember I was taking significant notes the first time I ever traveled after becoming a mom um, and then refreshed before I went on my last trip. Anything
1: else you can think of that are must know tips for traveling? Okay. One thing I would always do is put all the cords together, the charge cords for everything. hmm because you spread them between bags and you can't find them and you lose them. So one Ziploc bag put all your charge cords together. And don't you need to put that in your carry on because that you, you don't want to risk girl. losing you got that
0: definitely needs to go in your carry on. Yep. Well, regardless of where you may be traveling this summer, first, we just want to wish you a great vacation. Yep. Um, I would encourage you if you are going to be on the plane or you're going to be in the car, um, bookmark the grit and grace project, check out and catch up on any articles you haven't yet read, um, on our website or even better archives of this grit and grace life podcast make for great family entertainment. Um, But seriously, we want to wish you a great vacation. Um, Let us know where you're headed if you are headed somewhere so we can maybe add it to our potential list of trips we want to take here in the coming months.
1: So Julie, you know, we cannot end any episode without a quote. And I really like this one. It's by Leah Michelle. She says, life's short, eat dessert first, work less, and vacation more. Oh my goodness. That right there is summer goals.
0: So whether you're going on a, you know, cross country monument stopping tour or you're staycationing, do what you like. That's what vacation is really all about. Taking a break from your real life, connecting with the people you like and just letting the cares of the world kind of just fade away for a couple days. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by The Grit and Grace Project. Take a few minutes and head over to iTunes to rate and review the show so more people can find us and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an upcoming episode. If you can think of a friend who could benefit from this episode or the show in general, please be sure to share us with her. And for all the details on today's episode, find the show notes by heading to thegritandgraceproject.org. You can follow us on social so you miss nothing that we're sharing throughout the week on all things living a grit and grace life. We'll catch you on the next one.